Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you this Sunday morning from Upasana. It's a beautiful sunny day, fog is rolling in. Before we begin, Let's just take a moment to arrive. So wherever you are, just pull back, settle down, straighten your spine, open the shoulders, lighten your mind, and close your eyes. You are aware of your stillness, stillness of your body. Watching the breath flowing in and flowing out. Soften your eyes a bit more, soften the whole body, continue to keep your attention on the breath. The space between the two breaths. You have breathed in. Before you begin to breathe out, there is a little space. After you have breathed out, before the next breath comes in, there is a little space. See if you can taste the quality of that space. You may even want to enlarge it a bit. You have breathed in, just pause the breath. Keep it paused, be in that space. And before your body begins to stress out, release the breath. And then pause again. Mm -hmm. 
Let's open our eyes. <clears throat> Thank you for taking that little time. Hamsa Hamsa Madhame Param Ramme Asthan. Baba Kinaram says, between hum and sa, or between so and hum, there is a beautiful space. So is the sound of breath coming in. Hum is the sound of breath going out. Many people meditate with Soham Mantra. Between the in-breath and the out-breath, there is a beautiful space. That space has no quality, no attribute. It's absolutely full and it's absolutely empty. And this little practice or this little inner exploration you can do anytime, anywhere, lying down, sleeping, sitting, anyway, um, Someone was just asking me the other day, Babaji, what is the source of your teaching? Where, where does it come from? Mm -hmm. Well, looking at who is in front of me, most of people, you know, <clears throat> our lineage is Aghor lineage. Aghor is really not a tradition, not a religion. Aghor is a state of mind where there is no discrimination. There is no true seeing the divine in everything is our path, is our goal, See, including yourself, seeing that sacred presence within you and in the person next to you and everything around you, seeing that presence everywhere is the essence of Aghor. This lineage starts from Adi Yogi, Lord Shiva, who is the father of all the yogis. Starts from there. Then came Baba Kinaram, 16th century, a realized being. Baba Kinaram was an enlightened master, enlightened being. Miracles used to happen left and right all around him. And he was a great social reformer. He was moved by the suffering of those around him. And the teachings that he gave were very simple, practical teachings. 
and always reminded people to pay attention to your own wholeness. You are whole. You are that that you are seeking, that you, you are worshipping. You are not separate from that. Connecting with your fullness and engaging in the world with a sense of service. Serving those in need. When Baba Kinaram was in his time, India was going through a very hard time. There was the rulers who were putting tax on people who were not converting to the religion. And the, the priests, the Brahmin society, was also very harsh on the people. If they made any mistake, they had to do very arduous penance and feed hundreds of people and give gifts to the Brahmins. And so Baba Kinaram really emphasized that it's not what you do or you don't do. It's the purity of heart that matters. As long as you are trying to be a good human being, your heart is clean, God is happy with you. It's not whether you eat onion or garlic or this or that makes you impure. It's the quality of your heart that makes you pure or impure. In these times, my guru, Aghoreshwar Bhagwan Ram, he is also known as a great master. He was he left his body in 92. But in his lifetime, he put lots of emphasis on social service, helping those in need. Some people have Googled Aghor on the website and then call me a Babaji. Aghoris do all these kind of practices. Do you do those practices? I said, no. Principle is the same. Practice is different. In olden days, Aghoris will go to the cremation grounds and embrace things that were neglected or shunned or feared by others. They will embrace them. Why? As long as there is a notion of pure and impure, even you are afraid of something, there is duality. How do you remove that duality? By coming closer, by embracing it. In the darkness, you see something, you see a rope. And that rope looks like a snake. And you begin to react as if there is a snake. You come a little closer. Be careful. Be little, come a little closer. Then you see if it's a snake, then be a little careful and move along. And if it's a rope, it's a rope. Lots of times, whatever we are afraid of, 
whatever we are making a judgment about, we really do not know much about it. We just create some images in mind and we start reacting it. Aghor is all about coming closer, seeing. So we don't go to the cremation ground to face our fears. We don't imbibe things, disgusting things to face our disgust. The truth is, whenever our mind is in duality, as long as we are working on that, no matter where you are, you are doing the Aghor practice. As I was saying earlier, you are not separate from the whole. That is the essence of a whole. Whenever there is a us and them, you and me, there is duality. really angry at someone, you invest so much energy in that emotion. Even if you're jealous of someone, how much energy we invest in that in that relationship? A whole practice is to free yourself from that duality. So you don't need to go to cremation ground to find that duality. Duality is right here in our day-to-day, -day, everyday life. Become aware of one of these negative emotions. And try to free yourself from that. Once you free that emotion, once you free that, there is plenty of energy available for you to do some other work. We are angry at someone. That's within our control to change it. Our mind is used to seeing in one way, certain way, and if we just keep seeing from the same lens, then it's very hard to change. We have to look at it from another angle. How can we look at it from other angle? Our mind has to be focused on something higher. Keep your vision high contemplating on why I was born, why I took this human birth. What is the purpose? What I really came here to do? As long as that stays in our mind, in our remembrance, little things where we get caught up, 
there is a possibility of freeing ourselves from that. Keeping our vision high. Now, it's very hard. I'm living alone somewhere and it's to keep my vision high. In this day and age, the company I keep is very important. In Aghor, it's a guru-based tradition. And not only in Aghor, in any tradition really. First we establish the guru peat somewhere, then we start our spiritual journey. Guru peat. Guru peat means something that I look up to from where I draw inspiration and somewhere I am connected with, with my heart and with my mind. Having that inner connection keeps us from floating away. Nowadays, in this day and age, there is so much information, so many different paths and spirituality and so many things. And we take a little from here, a little from here, a little from here, and it all becomes something very different. If you want to walk straight, it's better to walk on one path. All paths are good, but you choose one. And wherever you have established your Guru Pete, that is your path. And then you walk in a street. I could go on speaking about Aghor on so many different levels, but I'm seeing you sitting in front of me. I don't want to keep on going, but just the purpose of this little introduction was that whatever I say is, I'm not just pulling off my hat. It's connected with a tradition, a timeless tradition. And Baba used to say, my guru used to say that teaching of a guru are very appropriate for the time and age. If we just get stuck to something that was written or spoken hundreds of years ago, it may be very difficult to translate it in this day and age. If we have a guru, if we have a teacher, this is teacher's job to keep the teachings appropriate for the time without losing the source. And that's what I really try to do. And it's a, it's a very sweet work to keep connected with this ancient lineage and those teachings and try to translate that for this day and age.
if you ask me what if i have to say what is aghor aghor means freedom 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 of your mind there are no do's and don'ts in aghor there is freedom but freedom doesn't mean that i feel like whatever i feel like doing that's what i do freedom requires lots of discipline so i may say inborn nature it's simple and it's easy to walk on this is the definition of aghor aghor sahaj hai it's or inborn nature saral hai it's simple sugam hai it's easy to walk on so sounds very nice but it requires discipline inner discipline it is the discipline that sets us free it's not like i don't have anything i just feel like doing whatever i am very spontaneous i just listen to my mind no it doesn't work that way that mind needs to have a um, discipline then it sets us free how do we develop that discipline by having somewhere some love and respect in our heart and our mind i remember now this i'm speaking from my experience i was not disciplined in the beginning i met my guru guru gave me my mantra said do this a little bit every day in the beginning i didn't want to do it for myself but i wanted to do to please my guru i'm just telling you the truth even if i didn't want to do but i sat down and do because of my love for my guru but for baba because next time i see baba i will tell him yes i have done it every day because he told me so it even starts happen working on that level but first one has to have that little guru establish the guru peet some in some person or somewhere and the ingredients of establishing guru peet are love and respect have somebody in your life that you can be hold accountable if you are the just the boss then your mind will take you all over or no your the real guru is within you your own higher self 
a guru in a person is just a symbol of that, the real guru that is sitting within you. In the beginning, we established that seat in some person, but ultimately we come closer to our own higher self that is within us. That's the way it works. Whenever there was a little weak moment in my life, I need a little support, I will think of my guru. That Baba's blessing is with me. Baba's love and support is with me. Just holding that thought, I would engage, make effort, and how to succeed. So having that presence in our life gives us that access to that inner strength that we already have to engage with in the world. Although I have the strength, but because of the doubt, because of the fear, I do not access it. But having my love and trust somewhere else, in you know, someone that I uh, admire or have some relationship with, it helps that way. It always did too for me. Whenever there was a little hesitancy or a little doubt in my life, I'll say, Baba's blessing is with me. I will think of my guru first and imagine that his blessing is with me and I will engage and I will succeed. So having that presence in our life is very meaningful. Aghor is a guru-based tradition. It's path of love is not the path of mind. Mind cannot take us there. Mind is good to just keep your eyes open that you don't fall in a ditch. But it's the path of love. When our heart opens, Everything opens for us. If our heart is closed, it, that could be right in front of us and we'll not see it. In olden days, they would say Aghor masters, Aghoris were known to do miracles and they were healers and they would people were afraid of them. Because they had freed all the energy that was trapped in fear, disgust, anger, lust, greed, jealousy, all that. They had freed themselves from that. So whenever they freed themselves from that, all that energy was accessible to them to redirect in a, whatever direction they wanted. Their blessings were very powerful because they were pure beings. And we all can be that. We all can give people blessing from a place of pure purity. We don't bless people to, to impress them or to win over them or nothing. 
If you really want to bless someone and want your blessing to work, you just have to come from a place of pure heart and you truly, genuinely wish them well. And it happens that way. Bless people with no agenda. Bless people not because you are expected to do that. It becomes your second nature. You wish them well and they become well. Anyway, uh, I had no idea what I was going to speak about, but that little question, Babaji, where do you speak from came, so I just shared it with you. I hope something has made sense to you. And we can speak about Aghor some other day too. I just wanted to give a little overview today. And we got a long day ahead. I just wanted to greet you and it's good to see you. Thank you for listening.